going live. We are live. We're live. We are live. I don't know how many people are here, but that timing that was are, spectacular. Yeah, your time. Literally six seconds before I hit the button, Nick got here. Six, <laughs> six whole seconds. Well, like they say, you're not late till till you get there. What? Yeah. Who says that? I've heard someone say it. Well, it you know, I didn't come up with that mom. on my own. No, no. Why would you come up with something that made sense? What's happening, baby? I mean, you could have. Look, there's two people. Two people. One of them's probably you. No, it's not me. All right. I don't watch this trash. Uh, well, you got more why. important things to do. Yeah, exactly. Like watch some other trash. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And now we're down to one again. What the hell? All right. You know what we were doing? We had a really good streak there where there were three people at the top of the show for a while. I know you're texting someone or sharing it right now. That's what you were, you were doing. I was like answering that. someone's message about the stream and say, hey, why don't you get your sorry ass here right now and watch for yourself? Yes, that was exactly what I said. You took the mm. words right out of my mouth to quote meatloaf. I was going to say meatloaf. Good job. Now I'm hungry. Well, I guess that was technically Jim Steinman that. Yes, but it, it took meatloaf to to translate into song, right? <laughs> Which is kind of cool. So good for yeah. meatloaf. Hey, that record's solid as hell, man. No, it's bad out of hell. <laughs> uh, Mark Heim is the only one that matters anyway, and he is the only one watching. And he actually asked a question whether or not I had any good airline stories lately. Which thankfully I don't. But look, we're at three, so here we go. It's the intro for today's show and watch it closely nick because it's very happy great cover to covered is a podcast that features two idiots talking about music at length and occasionally a dog does make an appearance there will also be special guests from time to time that will show up and they will be smarter than the hosts and the hosts will give their opinions by the way they are exactly that opinions they are not truths, they are not fallacies, and they do not reflect the views or opinions of their employers or those they employ. So with that, just enjoy the damn show. I see Axel Rose in there smiling. You saw Axel Rose. You saw Paul Stanley go from sad to happy. <laughs> uh, you saw typo positive at the end, not typo negative. Typo, typo positive. positive. Yes. And Doro Pesh made an appearance. The one time she'll make an appearance on anything this year. Yeah, yeah probably. That Why? this this intro for cover to covered and her perform probably her headlining performance at the Vakken Festival. Well, yeah, and guess what? <laughs> she does quite well. I so, know, just not yep. in the United States. No, no. Well, I mean, there is a like, kind of like she has a cult following here. It's not like 
anything you know crazy. I actually saw Doro back in ninety, yeah, nineteen ninety, at the Marquee in New York City. And we were backstage. We got to meet her and everything. And it was when I was working at a radio station, uh, a college radio station, which is even worse. Yeah, so, that's not even really a radio station. No, no, no. And it was the AM radio station, nonetheless. So it made it even worse than that. <laughs> it's just like dropping yeah. tears yeah, left exactly. and right. You can hear us in like, you know, Smith dorm, you know, and like that's about it. Like carrier current. Anyway, that was a long time ago in a life far, far away. But. Welcome to this show, which is cover to covered, which has about the same amount of listeners. Today it's three, and uh, and uh, my name is Mike, and that's Nick, and Nick owns a store. Nick, what store do you own? Rock City Music Company. What was that again? Rock City Music Company. Look, there it is. I'm gonna just keep doing this. So you got the knows. website right too. Yeah, I got the website right. And where are you located? Five Mile in Farmington in Livonia, Michigan. And where can we find you? RockCityMusicCo.com and all social media platforms. Well, there you are. You are correct. You oh, are wait. correct, sir. A What's friend of mine is telling me that they are actually watching the show. And that is, thank you. I just thank you. So that brought us up to four. So we are, we are rocking it right now. <laughs> Scotty uh last night in Fort Wayne saw some uh cover to covered uh alumni. Oh, Mr. Nick Bocott. Ah, of course. And where did he see him? At the Alice Cooper show at the War Memorial Coliseum or well, whatever it's called. That would that is by far not a shock <laughs> to <laughs> know that Nick was there. So, uh that's kind of awesome. Nick is great. He that's is a good dude. Uh, so welcome to this week's show where we're going to actually, our topic is anti bad mood songs. And, um, this is actually something that I, I had the idea about a couple of weeks ago and I actually posted it, uh, on my Facebook page and there were a lot of really good responses. So I took a lot of those responses and made up my version of the list. And I'm sure Nick has his version of the list. Now, Nick is not happy ever. So all of these songs should help him and if not he needs some heavy thorazine just to forget about everything so i wouldn't uh, say i'm not happy ever just like 95 percent of the time oh that's all so we have that five percent wiggle room with a plus yeah. minus with with give or take ten percent yeah plus minus of four percent on that one so it's uh -huh. either 99 percent or 91 there you Is go that, would that be about right i think that sounds about right <laughs> Well, that's cool. Well, what's been going on in your world, sir? Uh, nothing much. Uh, what, what got, I'm trying to think what got done this week. That was, that's worth mentioning. You got a new computer, got a new computer. Cause the old one, the old one basically exploded. And, so. and for those of you that have been listening and watching the show for a while, you'll notice there's no crackling when Nick talks now. Yeah. It's funny. Mike and I were, we, we've, before the show starts, usually when I don't wait until 20 seconds before we go live, <laughs> we usually test to make sure everything's good. And for like the last, what, three, four months, you're like, what is that crackling? And we couldn't figure it out. And, and now it was your computer. It was the computer itself. Because as soon as I logged in today, we checked about an hour ago just to make sure everything was good because it was a new computer. And Mike's like, the crackle's gone. <laughs> and, and we needed the crackle gone because, I mean, crackle is good if it's made by Hershey's. 
you know, yes. in the little red wrapping packages, like, especially Love the, the crackle bar. Yep. Don't need a whole crackle bar. You need like the minis. The minis, for some reason, they taste better because there's there's more. Look yeah, at you want to have 80 of them. Look, Mark, Mark Garney even says you had the worst audio, but he didn't say audio. He said audio. So Mark Garney has the worst spelling. How about that? Different. Uh, uh, this is the standard mic that I normally use. But the last two episodes, I did use a different mic because this one had been left at the store. Elsewhere, yes. Yeah. And this is the gold standard of podcast mics. It is. Sure. SM7B. Brought to you by Rock City Music Company. Uh, too bad we don't stock share. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the mic that you need. Just don't buy it from Nick. Hey, I would sell it to you if... Uh, let's avoid that subject. <laughs> if, if you were able to have it. Yes, there you go. Hey, You said it, not me. I, look, it's not up to me. I don't work there. Don't blame me, pal. Probably right, a good anyway. thing you don't work there damn right so uh so all right so what else happened this week um i actually i'm going out on friday i was invited out to a fetish club was yachtly crew playing no they're not that would be a different type of fetish i guess um well just anytime you go out they're they're involved so most of the time when I go out there involved. So that'll be this Friday. Last Friday was Yachtly Crew and last Saturday was Yachtly Crew. And I, you know what? I mean, it seems really weird that like, you know, I'm a metal guy, you're a hard rock and metal guy. And like, we enjoy this type of thing because, um, it, you know, it, it's, it's cause it's soft rock. Well, let me tell you something. Soft rockers party hard. Yeah. <laughs> and right. I was hurting on Saturday, something fierce. Um, like I, you I overdid home, it on night one. I overdid it on night one. I usually do. All right. I go for it on night one. Cause I'm having such a great time. And then night two, I'm just shot. <laughs> and, uh, this is no, this was no different. So we went out after the show and we went to this place called Jimmy O's, which wound up being like a really small dance club bar thing that nobody really enjoyed the environment, but the liquids were alcoholic and wet. So we're like, all right, that's fine. But I had maybe too many. And then me and one of the band members and his fiance, well, to quote uh, Robbie Dupree, we, we stole away, uh, if you will, <laughs> uh, to Jack in the box. <laughs> that's how I, you know. Okay. Yeah. So those that don't know, Mike, he does not eat a lot of crap like that. I try not to. One of my um, one of my earliest memories with Mike was begging Mike at Nam to take Goldfish and I to Jack in the Box because Mike <laughs> had a car and we didn't. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. So I mean, car equals well, car plus drunkenness plus more drunk people equals nothing good happens after one thirty in the morning, and nothing did. So fast forward to the end of the story. Everybody got home safe. Everybody was good. But the next day, I I wake up and it's like noon, and Roger's like, "Dude, I got I got to go to the bathroom." I'm like, "All right, fine." So I get up take them out and then usually our saturday i say our because roger and i do this together our, our saturday ritual is to go for a walk and then we go to the taco shop down the block and get a breakfast burrito that's a saturday ritual for roger and i um this was a breakfast burrito at noon so i guess it was a lunch burrito uh, i go and i go to get in the car open the door and there's like french fry death all over my <laughs> side of the car and then uh, there was there was like smeared ketchup and mustard stains on my steering wheel. 
<laughs> wow. All right. You were I, in I deep. I was very. And uh, so the next night we went, obviously went to the show again. I stayed sober and we wound up at Jack in the Box anyway. <laughs> again. Except even later, but I was sober. So like I, I kept the peace on that one, but yeah, that was, that was so much fun. Um, similar story. I was with my uncle, my uncle Scott one time and we had went out, uh, I went to a UFC fight with him and, uh, you know, we had a handful of beers and stuff. And he at the time was on a super strict diet, him and my aunt, I don't remember which diet fad it was, but they were on a, it was very strict. And when we were leaving, my aunt was like, you guys better not eat any garbage. You know, we're three weeks in, you know? And of course, like you're saying, the beers and all that, we're like, oh, let's get White Castle. Oh, wow. So okay, we, that's even worse. So we get we get White Castle and then eat the food. And my uncle's like, make sure we get rid of, the, like he sticks me with throwing the garbage out and everything because he doesn't want anything. <laughs> yeah, he can't have the evidence. Right, exactly. So the next morning... <laughs> I wake up and I'm, I'm hurting too. And I've got a text from my uncle. He goes, well, I'm busted. And I go, what happened? And he said, well, your aunt went to get in the car to go somewhere. And she found a pickle on the seat. One of the pickles from the slider had been sitting on the seat. <laughs> you know what? I'm surprised it wasn't just like the laid over lingering aroma because White Castle gets, it's like worse than a smoker. You know, you know, so if somebody had White Castle three weeks ago, like it's in everything for an extended period of time. Right. You know, like when we were kids are like, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, I smoke, but you know, I, do I smell like it? Do I smell? Of course you smelled like it. And you came home and you got in trouble. White Castle, it could have been like 1982. You had it. And somebody's like, do you have White what, Castle? Who had, who had sliders? Yeah. I smell the onions coming off of you. You know. <laughs> another another sidebar on that i one time i drove striper to a uh to an <laughs> all right that's enough right there no that story is funny in and of it's just stop that's the best part of the story <laughs> you didn't need to say anything else i know that you know tim Gaines though so i yeah i know all of them but oh um, oh wow <laughs> yeah whatever that's worth um yeah, I drove them and they were like, I was taking them back from the in-store back to, they were playing Harpo's, of course, and uh, they wanted to get something to eat. And they're like, yeah, we just get some fast food or whatever. And they're like, what's around here? And I go, I go, well, there's a White Castle coming up. And all collectively, every the four guys in Striper and their tour manager all at one time go, oh, like, just like, <laughs> like no, thank yes. you. Yes, very, very true. Very, very bad. All right, we're going to stop the fast food talk there because now I'm hungry and I feel like shit all at the same time. <laughs> there we go. That's what, that's what White Castle does for you. It, it satisfies your appetite and you feel miserable for like a day. Yep. Until everything passes through your system and then everybody else feels miserable. Yep. So, <laughs> all right, so let's get right to it. Uh, what's coming out this week, man? What's coming out? Let's see. Now, I, now we're, we're two weeks removed from Record Store Day, which, by the way, thank you so much. I got my Record Store Day uh, package yesterday, so I've been listening to uh, some of that. Beautiful. Um, over the past 24 hours. But now in, that, in the wake of that, obviously last week it was a little thin as to new releases. So what do we have this week? We're starting to come back around to some, some decent titles. I pulled uh, four 
a couple from each genre yeah. the, the main genres that is so the big one coming out this week ed sheeran who's okay. also in court for ripping off marvin gay some would say um <laughs> His new album, Subtract, is coming out. The indie exclusive is a yellow vinyl, limited edition, and uh, looks like it'll be on black vinyl as well. And everybody and their brother has a variant. So there's a Walmart version. There's a Target version. There's an Urban Outfitters version. The indie, of course, the regular, the Amazon. So if you like Ed Sheeran, I'm sure you'll be able to get a copy is what I'm yeah, trying to tell you. A copy of something or go out and try to you know, collect the... 30 colors of the rainbow that they will come in yes um cool thing that about ed sheeran that i saw last week is that uh, obviously he's doing this huge stadium tour that's very similar to taylor swift um at least in detroit he's playing the same venue as her big football stadium but the night before in a couple select markets um he's playing like the a, a small theater the night before nice. so cool. here he's playing royal oak music theater which i think holds about 1200 people so um obviously that's going to be a hot ticket um i'm not a huge ed sheeran fan but he's obviously talented it'd probably be pretty cool to see somebody like that in a small uh oh, yeah. theater so and I, I know he's doing the ryman in uh nashville the night before his big show at nissan stadium and uh there's a couple others i'm sure you can find it on his website but uh i thought that was kind of cool because you know a lot of people at that level don't usually do things like that so um if you're a fan i hope you get tickets because i'm sure it's going to be a cool experience yeah i will say that i had one of i've i've had more than one of those experiences i've gotten lucky in my life but one of those that would kind of be a, a parallel in a way was i saw cheryl crow play at the roxy oh wow and it was just her and her uh bass player slash guitar player so they and it was just acoustic just the two of them and they did a full like 90 minute set and it was freaking awesome and when you see somebody of that level in a place that small they're probably more nervous than anything else because they're used to play it's it, from what i've been told from tons of bands it's easy to play for thirty thousand people it's hard to play for 30 yeah because everybody's just right there yeah right on top of you so seeing them in a smaller intimate environment you're getting a different focus on there and they're way more focused on what they're doing as opposed to going through the motions and it usually makes for a better show because there's all this pent-up energy that gets released when they play so that's pretty awesome that he's doing that yeah it makes um, sense what else um for all the metal people overkill horoscope is being reissued nice that's a good album i yep. like that album originally released in 1991 uh it doesn't specify a vine uh vinyl color but i would assume it is some color because it's on music on vinyl and they're they they're always do doing colors, that yeah um so yeah it hasn't been in print in a while so horoscope by overkill coming out um <coughs> d la soul um their catalog has been getting uh reissued balloon mind state the 1993 release which is their third record is being reissued standard black vinyl on that and finally smashing pumpkins autumn which is a three-act rock opera uh being released it's a four lp set there's a couple different variants standard black vinyl indie exclusive white vinyl and then there's a gray vinyl that you can order specifically from billy corgan's um i believe it's his wife's store and uh yeah. it's uh gray vinyl and it's signed by the entire band and that's spelled a-t-u-m you right? got it yep yeah so uh i did see some of those songs when they when they played live last year with jane's addiction and 
their songs. Yes. I the the uh they call I don't know the 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 one the one that they made the video for I thought sounded like classic pumpkins. Yeah, you don't really it, like not, Smashing Pumpkins though, right? You're I'm not, not really a tremendous into fan of them. Uh, I'm not putting it down. I just like you know it's kind of like the same way I feel about Metallica and 72 seasons. It's sort of like ah, you know, all right, some of it's all right and some of it is filler and you know, I mean, the, the, the best writing days for both of these bands are behind them. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's bottom line. And, uh, and Billy Corgan is a little bit too sanctimonious for my tastes personally, <laughs> but, um, that's I a whole like different Billy. story. I mean, I've never look, met I, him, but I like him. I have met him and he was nice to me. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave everything else that I've heard out of this equation because he's watching Yes, and he follows your career closely. He does, in fact, follow my career closely, and um, and yours. Yes, and yours. He's yep. a big fan of Rock City Music Company. He is. Um, cool. Well, what are you listening to now, man? Um, this week I've been I've been on. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this album, uh, the Pretty Things SF Sorrow. Are you familiar with this? No. Not. Okay, so you know people point to we were just talking about the smashing pumpkins record being a rock opera and a lot of people point to the who's tommy as like the first one um other people say the kinks village green preservation society is 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 there but this this pretty things record is actually before that so it's very sergeant pepper influenced a lot of crazy instrumentation going on um but it tells a full story it, it was the first time rock opera was used according to some folks pete townsend claims it had no effect or influence on the who but i love tommy i think that that is it's my second favorite who record um and this record from the pretty thing starts off almost exactly like tommy so i don't think pete townsend can say that he wasn't listening because it starts with the acoustic guitar very similar pattern and everything so i mean pete did it better but i don't think he can say that he wasn't influenced by it but this record totally like blew my mind Uh, i've read about it over the years and never checked it out and something made me put it on the other day and i was really impressed i thought it was was killer nice um, I'm going to forward me the information cause I will check it out. Okay. Um, I also checked out a song from last week that we talked about by John Lennon called what's it called again? John, John Sinclair, John Sinclair. Yeah. That song sucks badly. <laughs> that song really, really bad. Um, well, I liked how you said, what did you, you said to me, not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but yeah. very not good yeah yeah it was it it sucks it definitely like you made it sound like it was uh, i kind of thought it was going to be like a yoko ono style song so the fact that it had structure and musicality in it made it not as bad as i thought it was going to be but it sucks it does doesn't it sound like he made it up five minutes before they played it uh maybe not but well maybe the lyrics not the music music's okay but the lyrics he was just like hmm well, if I say gonna 9,000 times or whatever, <laughs> gotta, you know, uh, gotta, whatever the hell it is. Um, yeah, that's that. Yeah. So, yeah, that sucked and definitely is true to the name uh, of our segment. This song sucks, which we will have a little bit later for you. Yes. I have a good one this week. You always have a good one. No, except you for when you pick, except for when you pick gonna raise hell because that one doesn't suck. Yeah, it does. That still sucks, and I don't want to hear it. So it just sucks, and it's going to continue to suck 
from now and in perpetuity. Right? Perpetuity. Yeah. Legal terms, you know. Yo, I knew what you meant. <laughs> so I've been listening to all over the past 24 hours. I've been listening to right here, right now, live, the, the Van Halen live album that's finally been released on, on vinyl, on red vinyl that came out on Record Store Day. And again, it was just in my mailbox as of yesterday. From where? from Rock City Music Company in Livonia, Michigan. And by the way, uh, just in case, here is here is their web address, in case you didn't know. A uh, little bit of shilling right there. So uh, I was listening to it, and I said, yeah, I'm glad I didn't buy this the first time it was out. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's Sammy Hagar with Van Halen. It's awful. And it's, it's not awful, but it's, first of all, there's definitely overdubs on this thing. I don't care who you are. There's definitely vocal overdubs on this. Like, definitely. So, um, you know how I feel about shit like that. I'm not a big fan of it. You know, I know I, we always joke about how, like, most of Kiss's live albums are mainly studio. <laughs> like, yeah, right. crowd noise pumped in on top of it. Uh, this, was, this was definitely, the Red Rocker was definitely off his rocker. And uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff was fixed. Um, you know. Uh, the drum solo. Oh, do you mean he was singing out of his range? Is that what you mean? And they had to clean it up in the studio? Is that, what, is that claim, what you're saying? I, I'm not saying that you are. Uh, and the drum solo sounds like Alex Van Halen was on a platform about 10 feet above his drums and just dumped a couple of bags of sticks on the kit. And that's it. And there's your drum solo. Uh, but. I'm glad I got it because you need it for the collection. You always need it for the collection, right? I mean, how many albums have we bought that we buy just to have it in the collection and may not necessarily listen to it? And this will probably be one of them. Um, I only have one more one more album to go, and then I'm done. Balance. It, it's for, Well, that, but I mean, they're supposed to be re-releasing all the Hagar stuff now. Yeah, so. somebody in one of the vinyl groups I'm in on Facebook, somebody posted... Uh, they must work for a pressing plant or something. They yeah. they had the test press of balance that they that they put a picture up of. So it, they're already they're in production, which I'm happy for because I didn't want to pay six hundred dollars for the original you know pressing the the four that you can find out of Europe. Um, so and you know that the cover was going to be crap. And we had one last year that was I know you that did. was pretty dead mint. Yeah, and we had a guy who waited outside six hours. To be oh, it was record to, store day, yeah, right? Yeah, yep. And you and gave him a you gave him a discount on top of it. Yep, so. yep. So, but uh, but yeah, balance will come out, and then I'll have. Well, then I'll need different kind of truth. But otherwise, I'll have everything else. So, uh, and I don't have Tokyo, the live Tokyo thing, but I know where I can get it. So, uh, new actually, new at the original price. Should get it. Yeah, just I because might. I have to go out of state to do that. Ah. Oh, I, this must be at the place where you got all those Japanese Kiss records. Nope, wasn't there. Somewhere else. Okay. So I'm not going to say where because then somebody's going to go buy it. Right. So, uh, and they don't have a website, so it wouldn't matter anyway. Uh, anyway, cool. So let's get on with it, shall we? Well, there's one thing we got to talk about. Oh, be Because yes. you've been, I'm sure, bombarded with it, and I got blown up this morning yeah, with people we, wanting we, to know what I thought. talk about this. All right, so today... The in what the hell? Go away. Remove. Cut. Thank you. Uh, today, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is the biggest misnomer in the universe, 
uh, announced the inductees for 2023. Let me bring up these inductees. Um, and well, all right. So we're going to look at this on two ends of it. We're going to tell you who got in and then we're going to tell you who didn't. And then we're going to ask for your opinion on whether or not this makes sense <laughs> at all. Because again, it's called the rock and roll hall of fame, right? Yeah. There are some of these artists that neither rock nor roll that got nor, in. Nor deserve to be in a Hall of Fame. So, well, they deserve to maybe, maybe a Hall of Fame. Right, but maybe not this one. All right. So here's who got in. All right. Kate Bush. Cheryl Crow. Missy Elliott. George freaking Michael. Willie is Nelson. That, is that what it says on the thing, by the way? No, George I added, frickin Michael? I added the frickin'. Uh, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, and The Spinners. Okay. There's a couple of other awards that they did. A Musical Excellence Award that went to Shaka Khan, Al Cooper, and Bernie Taupin, who's the guy who writes all the lyrics for elton john who should have went in with elton to be fair probably right i mean wouldn't that have made sense i mean Um, elton elton will be the first one to tell you he'd be nothing without bernie toppin so i don't know i don't know how elton john can go in and then bernie toppin gets a fake award 30 years later (laughs) you know i mean like what what is that but okay go ahead all right so let's talk cornelius too he got he got one of these cornelius got in too the guy who is the host of Soul Train, an R&B program, is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, I give him all the credit in the world. Yeah. But, I mean, all right. So, here's who didn't get in. This is who they they picked Missy Elliott over in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This, This is who they picked Kate Bush over. In the Rock and Roll Hall of... This is who they picked George Michael over. (laughs) In the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Warren Zevon. The White Stripes. Soundgarden. Iron Maiden. Cyndi Lauper. Joy Division. And A Tribe Called Quest. There's something very wrong here. <laughs> there is something exceedingly wrong with this. Well, you know what what blows my mind the most is when bands that get in that are influenced by major bands that aren't in yet. So like my biggest example always, Metallica went in before Judas Priest, before Deep Purple, obviously before iron maiden because they're not even in they're at least the other two in. at least yep. the other two i listed are actually in finally yeah. they went in before kiss they went in before rush and they went in before um uh thin lizzie who's another huge influence on them like and i'm not that i'm not slagging on metallica i'm just saying how can you put them in and then not put the eight bands that if they hadn't exist there would be no metallica exactly i don't like- understand this that's number one. Number two, Kate Bush is talented. 
All right. But let's be honest. She got put into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because, you know, running up that hill got became a number one single again because of Stranger Things. Yep. You know, and I, I can't say whether or not it's a good song. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not going to put it down. But I mean, you know, good for her. She actually wound up being uh, I, I read an article. She actually wound up being the youngest and oldest artist uh, to, to write their own song in the UK. Right. So when it came out, it went to number one. She 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 was the youngest and then it went to number one again. And, and she's now she's the, the oldest. oldest. Yeah. So it's kind of funny uh, in a way. And good for her. Look, I'm not trying to begrudge anybody their their due. Right. You know, except maybe one. <laughs> um, I mean, Missy fucking Elliot, come on. I mean, like she, talented rapper and R and B and all that. I'm like, fine. probably the most but important not- female rapper. Have you ever heard of queen Latifah? Well, yeah, her, but she's <laughs> in already. Yes, exactly. But is Missy Elliot on the queen Latifah? Right, level? right. I don't know. No, she's not. You know, I mean, like, at least I don't think so. And right. I don't know who these voters are that voted her in before Iron Maiden, who's actually a rock and roll band. Well, and or Soundgarden, who is actually a rock and roll band. And my thing is like like Rage Against the Machine going in. How does Rage go in before Pearl before Jam those. and before Soundgarden? Like, I, it, it doesn't add up. I don't understand how how they could do it that way. I mean, it just it's, the fact and there's so many glaring omissions yeah, still are. of people that i'm not even you know not even a huge fan of bad company not not even in the discussion Matha hoople not even in the discussion thin lizzie not even in the discussion and then you have bands like jethro tall um tons of uh, solo artists uh, i know devo's not in like devo's super influential b52s like these are these are bands that change not only are they not in not only are they not in they haven't been on the ballot right you know, I know Devo, go, Devo was on the ballot once. Oh, and then maybe yeah. nobody voted for yes, him, so they yeah, came off. Is exactly. That what it was? All right. And like, so, I, I think they've put the MC5 from Detroit on the ballot like 10 times. They don't get in, but what's going to happen is the white stripes are going to get in before the MC5. And then somehow the Stooges are in before the MC5. It's like, it, it's, it's clearly a popularity contest. It, it and really here's is. the biggest thing Steve Miller is in before any of these people were listing steve miller is the a genius he is not a genius he is a genius and the best songwriter ever and his and his godfather was les paul did you just know ask that? him yeah just ask him be happy to tell you <laughs> i mean but the list goes on and on of all the yeah. people and here's the thing like everybody always says why don't they call it the music hall of fame even if you called it the music hall of fame to me if you're going on influence, because that's always what they point to, they say, well, it's not always about success, it's about the influence. So if you're going with influence and you called it the Music Hall of Fame, there's still so many people they're missing. It, it That's what drives me more insane than anything, than about this person got in and this one didn't. When you're skipping over the people, when you take people like Alice Cooper, Kiss, and Rush that were eligible for... 15 years before they got in i mean those those three bands influenced so many people to play instruments and change the way music was was crafted or sold or however you want to look at it like regardless of if you're a kiss fan or not you cannot say that kiss didn't influence an entire generation of players it has, you know they should have been in 
the first fucking year they were eligible. It's ridiculous. Same it's thing dumb. with Rush. Same thing. And then, like I said, with Metallica, like they get in before all of their heroes. The fact that Iron Maiden is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is is ridiculous. It's it's so it's stupid. It's a travesty. And and you know, I mean, obviously, we can't control these things, right? Um, we have no it's not within our purview to say who does and who doesn't get in or who should and shouldn't get in as you and I just being who we are. Right. But what we can do is tell people to write letters. All right. nine of you that are watching, right? <laughs> write letters to the rock and roll hall of fame. Be like, keep the rock and roll in rock and roll hall of fame. I'm sorry. Missy Elliott should not be in before iron maiden. Is she influential? Sure. Is she as influential as some of those put in before her? Absolutely not. Is Iron Maiden more influential than Missy Elliott? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. A hundred percent. This is not an anti-Missy Elliott thing. No. This is a pro-Iron Maiden thing. You know? I mean, like, Soundgarden? Yeah. Not in? Soundgarden not in, but... but uh who Rage Against the Machines going in. Like, again, like, I don't think you would... You, you wouldn't have... Part of what makes Rage Against the Machine Rage Against the Machine without the Soundgarden influence. Well, here's the funny thing. Rage Against the Machine rages <laughs> against things like this, and they got into the Rock and Roll Hall right. of Fame. <laughs> well, I think some of that, like, this is a personal thing, but it's like, I, I, for all the bitching and complaining those guys have done and all the middle fingers that they've given to everybody like yeah they're going to go into the rock and roll hall of fame and rest assured no matter what they tell you they're going to be there to take that award and they take giant tour offers from live nation and mm -hmm. play in all the giant venues around the around the country so i don't know how much raging against the man they're really doing anymore but you know you know that, what it that's is an it's, aside. it's rage against the atm machine yeah right uh <laughs> I love this comment. This discussion <laughs> pisses me off so much. <laughs> I just, I, like I said, for me, the thing is the glaring omissions and the glaring yeah. omissions have, have happened for a long time. And even yep. when they've righted some of the wrongs, bands like Yes, bands like Deep Purple, you know, where their founders, like John Lord and Chris Squire, they had to die for yeah. their band to get the credit. Like those guys deserve to get that accolade. If yes. you're going to put any weight into that accolade, John Lord should have been on that stage with Deep Purple and they didn't give him the award until until john lord was dead and same yep, thing yep. with chris same squire thing with chris squire yeah. yeah but getty lee did play bass which was great i mean that was, was and he nailed it and of course he <laughs> nailed it but but those i mean those that's so insulting you know it's it's just it's such a joke nick is upset is motley crew in because i hope not probably i don't know <laughs> <laughs> def leppard's in so i would assume motley crew is yeah, I, I actually I think they are, but I don't know. Hundred. Well, actually, I got the thing up here. Let's see, tickets, membership, menu, uh, exhibits, live music, inductees, inductees from A to Z. That's the easy way to find it. How about that? Search by name. Mot. Lee, come on. I don't think they're in. None. They're not in. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Well, there is some justice. Okay. All right. Well, you know. <laughs> but NWA's in. Yeah, in the Rock yeah. and Roll Hall of right. Fame. Were they influential? Of yes. course. Are they absolutely wildly popular? Yes. Is that influence still felt today? Yes. Yes. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Mm. Yep. Mm. 
you know so look we're angry but let's become happy what do you think about wait one more i just before oh, we leave this, i want to ask you no because willie nelson's on the thing to get in this year how do you yeah, feel about somebody like that because he's a, he's got the very rock and roll attitude it's like the original well, you know he, bad he didn't boy just write, he didn't just write country songs so i right. mean i i can forgive that a bit i mean he wrote some classic hits for other people that a lot of people don't know and he's and another one though that's been eligible for like 40 for a long years time and like, it why? took this long to get in it's yes, that's I stupid <laughs> but we're moving on because i'm angry okay i need to get happy all right come on get happy partridge that's, family that should have been you know what that should have been the name of the show that should have been the name that should have been the name of the show and don't uh, tell david cassidy to get happy though no no he's dead right currently dead looking to make a comeback but currently dead um parsons family are probably in the rock and roll hall of fame (laughs) i think i think danny Danny bonaducci got inducted last last year um so this this week's episode is the anti-bad mood songs and we're going to make a playlist of these songs and basically the theme is songs that get you out of a bad mood sort of instantly right things that you listen to and all of a sudden you you, you're not thinking of the problems that you were thinking of it makes you feel better about things it's it's basically things that make you feel a little zen and puts a smile on your face right and they don't need to necessarily be upbeat songs a lot of the songs on this list aren't like the most upbeat but it's all about how it makes you feel and that's why we want to put together this list now nick again as we established at the beginning of the show is quite miserable most of the time so none of these songs apply to him because you could play them all and he would still be like me just so uh, everybody knows mike's a miserable bastard too no just I not as miserable just not to as you. bad just not as bad as you me. i am miserable to you i don't think so <laughs> i can be miserable at times but most of my friends find me to be quite quite happy and sometimes enjoy spending time around you have that dark happy though oh yeah oh there's no doubt there (laughs) it's always like happy and i know the other you know shoe is going to drop yeah right yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it's a cynical cynical nature but with that said we're going to put together this list and if you have songs that you want to contribute put them in the chat and we'll see if we agree with you and if not nick is going to pee on them (laughs) because he's very angry all the time (laughs) yes so again, this is not restricted to one genre of music. It's it's just songs that make you happy. And again, like I said, I posted this on my Facebook page. It got a lot of great answers. And we're going to give some credit to some of these people too because they may or may not be watching. And why not feel good? Because it makes you happy when things are called out in your favor or saying that you contributed or some such. So um, does that sound like a good plan, Nick? Sure, it sounds like a great plan. All right, great. So um, I'll go first, and we'll go back and forth here. And the first song was, for me, the reason why I came up with this in the first place, I was I really wasn't feeling, feeling it, and I was out walking Roger. And this song came on, and instantly I felt good. Instantly. And it would became it wound up being on repeat for like three days straight just because it makes me feel happy when I listen to it. And that's This Is A Call by foo fighters from their very first album it's the very first song the very first single from their very first album it's basically the dave grohl project at that point because nobody else played any other instruments on that album except for like greg dully did like one solo 
and that's it. Uh, Greg Dully from Afghan Wigs. Uh, but yeah, Foo Fighters, this is a call. The, there's something about like the fact that the so- the words are completely nonsensical. They actually, they literally do make yeah, no we sense. Just, didn't you yeah. just read the lyrics last week? Yeah, it's hysterical. So, yes. um, so I've been listening to that a lot. Uh, I'm not going to read the lyrics again because we did it last week, but that would be the first one that would go on my list is this is a call by the Foo Fighters. That's a good one. First one on first one on my list that gets me fired up and feeling in a good mood panama by van halen that is a great one that is a great one and you know why it's great because sammy hagar is not on it exactly that was that was going to be my guess but you went there first (laughs) now panama is a good one that's a really good one um flipping genres my next one is and don't criticize uh, it's by the band orleans why the hell would you pick that you know, fuck no. you. <laughs> you still want me to be happy one. or not? Still the one. Absolutely. A hundred percent. That song makes me happy every time I listen to it. It's a good one. It's, it's in the right key for it. I don't know what it is. And just, you know, major keys make you happy. Uh, <laughs> that's And minor keys make you sad. Yep. Uh, and this is very much, uh, you know, blues rocker in a, in a major key with great vocals, great harmony. It's like 18 part harmonies. Uh, and let's be honest. It's a great tune. It's a song that gets stuck in your head. It's definitely an earworm. And that's because like ABC used it as like their theme song for years in the seventies and early eighties, uh, on top of it being a hit, uh, for four Orleans. So yeah, that's, that's the next one on, on my list is still the one by Orleans. It's a good one. Also, Mark Heim, Abracadabra, worst song ever, not best song ever. Oh, well, he's, well, Mark is absolutely right, and you are absolutely wrong. I disagree. Abracadabra puts me in a good mood right away. You know why it puts me in a good mood? Because you hate it. Yep, right, exactly. (laughs) That's right. Most people get any joy out of whatever's going on because it puts me in a bad mood. But everything, the air puts you in a bad mood. I wouldn't say the air. Oh, when I, it blow, when the air blows, when it's it windy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. All right, what's your next one? Okay, my next one. One, of, I know now, Mike. I'm going to call this one, and I know it's going to be on your list for sure. So I'm, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. We can agree on it. Okay. Uh, Bertha by the Grateful Dead. Yes, that is that was next on my list, and God damn you for taking my my choice. I knew that was going to be on your list. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, Bertha. I'm not going to put this on the list. Bertha, feeling good, Grateful Dead song usually opens the sh- opens the show, opens the set. Uh, always know what kind of show you're in for when Bertha's the opener. So you know, Bertha was my grandmother's name, so I'll leave it on the list. Bertha Venezia, no, Ingracia. Oh, okay, my, mo- my mom's mom. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'd say that's a good song, but it probably isn't. Um, next on my list is something that you're probably not going to like. So there we go uh extreme the band extreme i know how much you love extreme you're please such don't a be fan. get the funk out no it is not get the funk out that <laughs> okay. does not make me happy <laughs> it doesn't this make is, anyone happy but th- it makes i mean i like it um hey, hey if what? you don't like what you see here get the, get funk, the funk out. out yes exactly so uh for me it's from that album it's from from pornography and it's it was basically the the first song on that album decadence dance because there's uh, 
it's a well-written song. It's a great guitar riff. I really love the riff and playing the riff is fun. And when I hear it, it just reminds me of playing the riff and I really enjoy playing it. No, Mark Arney, it is not wholehearted. We are not going with wholehearted, <laughs> though you are correct. It is on pornography, but that song does not make me smile. Um, it's a good song. It is. Um, yeah. Uh, did I ever tell you my, my, my Paul Geary story? I think you did. I think we to- told it on the show before. Yeah, real, real briefly. Uh, Paul Geary was the drummer of Extreme. He's now the manager of Steel Panther. And uh, is I, he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I met him at a I met him at a, a house party in in L.A. at a New Year's Eve party, and I was introduced. Oh, Mike, let's. In- I want to introduce you to Paul Geary. You should know him from his drumming from More Than Words by Extreme. <laughs> yeah, you did say, tell yeah. me. You told me that before. Yeah. That's and good. Like, he just looked at the other guy, just shook his head and walked away. I was like, nice meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> He's managed, but didn't he manage Godsmack and like seven dust at one point? And, uh, I don't know about seven dust, but Godsmack for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he man- he ma- my point is he had a long career in management. Oh, I, didn't yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know he was managing steel Panther. Yep. Yep. Um, so that would be my next, what's your next one? Okay. Um, Here's one you probably wouldn't expre- expect from me, but it's one of my favorite songs ever. Always puts me in a great move. Uh, George Benson, Turn Your Love Around. That's a great song. That's a great song. Fascinating thing. I always talk about this with, with uh, Rachel is um, George Benson's one of the only guys that had this like super successful instrumental jazz career for like 15 years and then became an R&B superstar god yeah like like huge like multiple number one hits that had nothing to do with jazz nothing whatsoever um and two completely separate careers and if you go see him now you get a great retrospective of the two he's still playing great he still sings great um and i love not long ago right yeah last year and and he was fantastic but uh yeah, uh, turn your love around is a is a classic and uh written by steve lukather of toto and bill champlin of chicago two guys that have oh a little bit of songwriting prowess yep a little just a just a hair just they a know they, they know what's going to be a hit that's for sure i i typed george benson in on my excel spreadsheet except i spelled it terribly wrong <laughs> i spelled it garage garage benson g-e-r-o-g-e garage <laughs> <laughs> I like that kind of. There you go. I'm going to name my first kid Garage. <laughs> um, I'm hoping to not have kids, so I guess that'll <laughs> never happen. <laughs> but if Roger ever has a brother, it's going to be <laughs> Garage. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, this is, I mean, I'm sure you could see this, even though a lot of people don't necessarily like this song. It's a Led Zeppelin tune. Um, I'm a big fan of the Presence album, so I went with Hots On For Nowhere because that's probably the happiest Led Zeppelin song out there. Uh Uh-huh. You know, as far as it's very bouncy, and I think it's a cover. I don't think they wrote it. I can't remember, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know if they wrote it, but then again, they may have said they wrote it and then got sued and had to change it like half their catalog. (laughs) And it came Uh, out that 50 years ago, somebody else had already done hot sauce. Yeah, exactly. And and he he had some, some, you know, he was uh, probably some blues man with like the affliction, the fruit, and then generic last name. That's like the thing, you know, like (laughs) blind lemon 
Washington, you know, whatever. Affliction, just, affliction fruit, and last then a president. Name. It's it's like affliction, a fruit, and and a, and a president. And that is that is your blues name. So it could be like you know, like Leper Apple Johnson. Yeah, there you go. That's a blues guy right there. If I ever heard one, <laughs> that's it's pretty great. much it's pretty much the formula. Um, so yeah, hot on for nowhere from presents. Dig it deep led zeppelin cut i'm gonna yes. p- pick a led zeppelin song since you did and one of the most uh generic led zeppelin tunes but i love it every time i hear it i probably heard it a hundred thousand times rock and roll by led zeppelin i think they all play great it's it's straightforward simplicity and you know i've gone on and on on this show about how great john bonham is if you want a straightforward example on why he's the greatest rock drummer of all time listen to rock and roll it's probably the greatest drum intro or most um familiar drum intro of all time it, it or if not top three like, and the one mo- played most wrong for sure by oh, every yeah. drummer on the face of the earth except john bonham there's a lot of there's a lot of snare work in there that is underneath that you can hear that people are not doing and no kick drum everybody tries to put kick drum in it there's no nope. kick in the intro nope it's just bad if you want to hear it you got to do the left hand thing on the snare too if you want to hear it there's an isolated drum track of rock and roll on youtube that you can listen to and you can hear exactly why bottom is the fucking king he's great currently dead as well yes Um, unfortunately along along with chris squire and john lord yes uh the aforementioned all right uh what do i got so this one was something that was put on the uh, on the Facebook post is from my friend Angela. She is uh, she is she's, she likes the metal. So she said, "Wait and bleed" by Slipknot <laughs> puts her in a good mood, gets her right out of that bad mood. Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't know. If I would think of that song as a good mood song, but it's not me. So if it makes her feel good and gets her out of a bad mood, crank it up. Why not? great song and it's going to go on this list and if you get to it and you're not feeling happy you can fast forward uh but i it's a good tune i don't know if i look at that as a pick me up yeah um but hey everybody has their own thing that's what makes music great it's different people different tastes different things it'd be very boring if there was one style of music by one band and that's it that's true we would just wind up with the grateful dead somehow to punish all of us (laughs) all right you're next all right, so I wasn't even sure if I was going to pick this one, but now I'm going to just because I want it to be after Slipknot on the playlist. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll send this one out to Gall McCartney because I know oh, for Jesus. sure it would be on his list. Santana featuring Rob Thomas, Smooth. Smooth, all right. <laughs> well, as long as it's not Game of Love. No, it's not Game of Love, although Gall McCartney would probably have Game of Love on his yeah. list. He's a it was written, Branch fan. Yeah, and it was written by the guy from the New Radicals. Oh, that guy? He yeah. wrote that? Oh, wow. Yep. I didn't realize that. Well, that makes a lot of sense when you think about it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. that guy? Yeah, well, anyway. Um, all right, this one is, again, off page. This was uh, sent in by Grant. And Grant seems to like Ludacris. And yes. And he is going with the song Saturday. Ooh, ooh. I don't know that one. It's it, He sent me the video for it. It's it's a fun song. 
it's I can't sing the ooh ooh as high as it's sung in the song, but it's it's a good tune. It's it's an upbeat, fun r- rap song. So go listen to it. Ludacris has tons of songs like that. Well, that's one of them. Get Back's another one. No, that's the Beatles. And Move Bitch. Move, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the I way. I wasn't going to go back again for it. <laughs> that's why I stopped. But you were just like, nope. Hey. I'm taking it the rest hey, of the, the way. Hey, the lyrics are the lyrics, sir. Let me pull a. I'll pull a, a couple staff ones out for the next next picks here. I, I did ask the Rock City staff oh, um, for some suggestions, and uh, a couple of them. Everybody had this on their list, and this is a good one. I was surprised I didn't think of it myself. ELO, Mister Blue Sky. That's a great, uplifting, happy tune. Yeah, that is a great one. Wow, I'm surprised I didn't think of that too, especially yep. with how much I love. Uh, everything guardians of the galaxy and that opened up the uh the second the second movie third one's coming out yep third one's coming out Looking i haven't forward seen to it. either one dude dude as a music fan you need to see these movies okay because have you even seen what's on the soundtrack yeah yeah we sell the soundtrack like yeah. twice a week <laughs> yeah because they're so good and the movies are great and i will say this i understand the position you're in when um when covid happened of course we all had time on our hands right um the well actually this was the year before it was 2018 now the first movie came out in like 2014 or something like that and it wasn't covid it was during winter break and we shut down my company shuts down for a couple weeks i had time at home and uh i watched guardians of the galaxy it was the first time i watched guardians of the galaxy i watched i'm like oh my god this movie is so good how did i not watch it before i'm actually ashamed and it's it's a good movie. You're gonna love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody here is like, you know, that they agree and like, well, they're great, Nick. Wow. All uh, right, I'll Nick, watch him. Nick is also very angry, but if you watch it, watch it in atmo in an atmos setting. Do you have like a, a 4K Blu-ray? Yes, yes, sir. G- great. Watch it in atmo. The sound. You know, are, I have this. I don't know if you had it with with the player. Yes, I, know I have it with have the it. player. Yes. That because that makes a difference as opposed to streaming it, which makes it a little more compressed. Yes. So find it. You could buy it for twenty bucks, and it's completely worth it. In fact, I think you could buy a box set with the first two. So cool. Um, All right, I will yeah. do that. Yes, exactly. More importantly, Batista spelled wrong is in it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think you're up. Yeah, I am. Oh, this is a. There's no way that this could not be on the list. Another Van Halen song, of course. And it's the one that makes everybody happy. Of course, that's Dreams by Van Halen. It is the best Van Halen song there is. And in fact, uh, I did not pick this. Um, my mom actually put that on the list knowing it was going to be. <laughs> well, since, since your mom picked it, I will reserve any negativity but, on it. But Sailor also pitched that one in when I saw him this weekend. So... God damn it. <laughs> He's looking forward to fighting with you on May 24th. Nice. Uh, I told him, I said, you got to take care of him. You got to hook him up for the show. He's like, ah. so, I'm going to bring a sign because they're playing a place that has a balcony. So I'll drape it over the balcony. And it just says, fuck dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that could be taken so many ways. <laughs> oh, God. All right. You're next. 
Uh, let me give you another Rock City staff pick. Um, this one came from Scotty. It had to have. <laughs> the Star Wars theme. <laughs> really? Some He's, John Williams in the mix. Yeah, he said he get he gets super fired up when he hears that, and uh, it always changes his mood around. I mean, I could see that the build up to the main thing, you know. Um. Oh, here's one. What do you want from me, by Billy? Stein. What do you want from me? I was thinking, what's his name? The singer of Queen, Adam Lambert. Doesn't he have a song called "What Do You Want from Me"? Does he? I don't he know. Does. Yeah, he does. Um. John Star Wars. There you go. That's a good one. Um, this was sent in by Gil Paris, guitarist extraordinaire, uh, and a great jazz player, just amazing dude, too. Uh, and you can pick with, up his signature model at Rock City Music Company. You can. He is a reverend artist, reverend guitar artist, uh, and has his signature model at Rock City Music Company. Uh, he went with Seals and Croft's Summer Breeze. Great one. Again, it's not necessarily an uplifting tune, like as far as like the beat, but it's just a good tune. It'll put you in a good mood. I agree with that pick wholeheartedly. I thought that was a good one. That's a great one. I'm a big fan of that one. Um, Let me go back. I'm going to go up to my list. Now, with this, I'm going to pick a Beatles tune, and I put a couple on here. But I could say almost. First of all, time out, time out. You can almost put the the entire Beatles catalog. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I don't think there's a catalog that means as much to me as that one does, but for a lot I'm of an, people, yes. Um, but I'm going to pick hard days night. That's a good one. I'm writing that down. Early Beatles is always the best for an uplifting experience. Yes, I agree. A million percent. Like for me, it would be, uh, like the night before love that one. That's 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 just like a, a, a happy tune as well, you know. Yep, that's a great um, one. I also had I want to hold your hand because I think it's the second most important song in rock history. What's the most important? Bertha by the Grateful no, Dead? No. no, Rock Around the Clock, Bill Haley. Well, I guess that is important now, isn't it? Yes. Shredder solo on that. Exactly. <laughs> that dude does in 15 <laughs> seconds what everybody's been trying to do for the last 70 years. If you throw some distortion on that solo, it's it's a shred solo. It, it is without it. Yeah. <laughs> he did a good job. That tune rules. The Bill Haley and the Comets have a ton of great songs, but but uh Rock Around oh, the Clock course, is obviously the, historically that yeah. that's the game changer. That's when everything goes from black and white to color figuratively. Yeah. It's very much the uh what was it Pleasantville, that movie Pleasantville, right? Mm-hmm. What wasn't that the one where like every time somebody had their it was all in black and white, and when they had like a, like some sort of epiphany, they turned color, like into I think it was Pleasantville, something like that. Yes, yeah. Uh, no, wait, Pleasant. Yeah, is Pleasantville. It, yeah, Pleasantville. I think because so. I'm getting that confused with Smallville, which is the, Star, the, the the Superman thing. Yeah. So uh, all right. Anyway, that was a complete aside. You're gonna you're gonna love me for this one. Uh oh, here we go. It wasn't my pick. That's all I got to say. Oh. But my friend Sharon went with Bruce Springsteen, Thunder Road. Yes. That puts her in a good mood. Yes. It put me in a bad mood typing that out <laughs> when I put it on the spreadsheet. Like, this hurts. My fingers. <laughs> but we put it on there. Thunder Road's a classic. It's in the top five for sure. It's it's a song. Your turn. <laughs> 
God damn it. Um, Boston rock and roll band. Really? Yep. Uh. Anything off the first Boston record, but rock and roll band's the tune that I always go back to time and time again. Quick bit of trivia. The drummer of that band is The Rock's father-in-law. I read that somewhere. Sib Haitian? Yeah. I mean, he's. I think he's passed away. He's, but, yeah, he um, died. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was The Rock's father-in-law from his second marriage, I believe. Nice. Yeah. Imagine The Rock hanging out with Sib from Boston. <laughs> I, why with the would giant I imagine fro that? Why would I imagine that? And his that? Armenian power t-shirt. I have no need to imagine this. There's Smoking's no a good one too, Markheim. That was actually that was one of the staff picks. Actually, was smoking by Boston. Smoking's a good one. Yeah, right, we're gonna throw that on the list too. Why not? Because it deserves to be there. Uh, all right, let's see. This one was sent in by your buddy Pete, uh, bass player extraordinaire from the Twisted Tarantulas, uh, Twisting Tarantulas, Twisting. Twist in, Twist, Twist in. in. Sorry, no G, no G, after and the no end. and no E D. It's not twisted. I fucking fixed it pete from the twisting tarantulas upright bass player extraordinaire he went with led zeppelin thank you that's a good one it is a good one i don't know if it puts me in a good mood but it's a good song and if it puts him in a good mood that's what matters pete always does that one on stage jokingly he always goes you want a ballad and then he'll go if the sun refused to shine like all like frank sinatra style yes and really, and really showboating it. If the sun refused to shine. He should have done that one. Sinatra could have sang the shit out of that. I would still be loving you, baby. You That's know right. It. I'm talking you know about it, you. Babe. You know it. Mountains, they crumble to the sea. Why don't you come backstage with me? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> ah, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> You know, the, 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 the Frank Sinatra story that I know, and I don't know if I'm going to get all the wording correctly, but this is basically what happened. Like a bunch of, bunch of him and a bunch of friends were standing around as a woman walked by a gorgeous woman. And they're like, Oh my God, she's so beautiful. So hot. He goes, yeah. And some guy somewhere is tired of fucking her. <laughs> <laughs> old blue eyes. Hey, yo, um, <laughs> Your turn. Uh, boys are back in town. Thin Lizzy. That is a good one. And that is an uplifting tune. And that could make me happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's another one of those songs, like I said, about rock and roll by Led Zeppelin. I, I hear it all the time. I never change the channel. I always think it's great. Um, the Lyrically, it's great. Musically, it's great. And of course, like you say, you were saying about the Orland song, it's an earworm. Yeah, oh, it's a total. Now it's stuck in my head. In fact, the. But as you were talking, the three part solo was just like playing in my head over and over and over. Exactly. Um, all right. Next up, had to have one of these on the list. If you had to pick one Rush song that would fit and make me feel good all the time, and it was close, I almost went with a different one because there's another one that could fit, but this one definitely does it. What Rush song would it be? Spirit of the Radio. Absolutely. Every yep. day, 100%. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because that song is just happy. It is probably the happiest Rush song. Second happiest Rush song is Entre New from the same album. So that's why it was a close one. Spirit yeah. of the Radio, 
top shelf, top shelf. Uh, here's the shelf, and then there's one above. That would be the the one that has shelf. spirit of the radio. Yes. Uh, Sunny afternoon by the Kinks. Interesting choice because that song's a little dark. It's super dark, like most Kinks <laughs> songs. But m- melody wise, it's another earworm, and I think it it's got a feel good um sound to it. But lyrically, it's yeah, it's dark. Yeah, it's got a bounce to it, but it's you know, th- there's a couple of notes in there. <laughs> just like ooh, this is this is a little spooky but all right cool well look if it makes you feel happy and it gets you out of a bad mood and you feel it's better than any steve miller song then well what isn't better than every steve miller song every john mellencamp song that's that's a tough one (laughs) it really is uh this one was by far not my pick um and, but I could see why people would feel that this fits uh, from Nicole from Oregon. Uh, Journey, don't stop believing. Perfect pick. The most streamed song of all time, I believe. Um, or at least it was at one time. Or most downloaded. It was one of the two. Patrick, which song are you saying you just rehearsed? Boys are back in town or Spirit of the Radio? Or Kinks? I never or, know. Well, I never know how how far the lag is. So it's about it's about twenty seconds. So. Okay, so he's yeah. probably talking about Rush. Would be my guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, if his band rehearsed it, kudos to them. Yeah. Well, Pat's Jeez. a great player, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if uh, if it's Spirit of the Radio. I've been playing guitar since I'm twelve, and I'm years old now, and uh, I still can't play the 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 intro. Minx. minx so i think he means kinks no he means the minx <laughs> i'm They're sorry sir it's the moops it's a, <laughs> we are moop <laughs> it's moors the, the oneaters the oneaters yeah right the one- <laughs> <laughs> all right your turn okay uh i'll go with another staff pick um this is this is a rock city favorite brought to us by mayor merrick sports by the viagra boys i don't even know it oh you don't um, know this song no. you better you better check it out mike well it's gonna go on a oh, list this is gonna be on your your list moving forward let me tell you sports by the viagra boys yep there's all sorts of things wrong with the title of that song as it is <laughs> um the band name because I'm sure they're going to have a very long career. Uh, oh, and, well, if you ask Merrick, they're better than the Beatles. Yeah. You know, your 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 boy Merrick is has been dropped on his head. <laughs> because I don't care who you are or how good they are. The name The Viagra Boys instantly nullifies anything that better than and fill in the blank on the end as far as other bands. You are disqualified. Trust me, you need to check this song out. I'm gonna. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to put together this playlist the minute we're done. But, dot, dot, dot. No, not better than the Beatles. No, well, I... Without listening to it, I know that. Yes. So. Right. uh, Here's a song that's definitely better than Sports by the Viagra Boys. (laughs) Uh, Again, without listening to it. Uh, But this this one comes from Jimmy from New York. And Jimmy said, David Lee Roth, dude, just a gigolo. Like, yes, that is a great, happy song. Of course, it wasn't his. It was Louis Prima. But, you know, um, but it's a great cover and it's fun. And the video was awesome back in the day 
when that video came out because it was hysterical. Uh, and yeah, I agree. Just a gigolo. What about a little ain't enough? That's actually a good tune. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I don't. It's not on my list, but it just reminded me of it. Yeah. I mean, like, would I put a different David Lee Roth song above a little ain't enough? I'm sure I could think of one fairly quick, like, like going crazy or uh, song. shy boy. Shy, well, well, that wasn't even his song either. That was, that was Talis. That was yeah, Billy Sheehan's band. Um, but yeah, like going crazy. That song's fun. Um, just like paradise. No, you don't no, like that one? enough. I, I like it, but I like a little lane enough better. That's a better song. Whoa, I said mama. Hey, you know what? You know, play guitar on that album. It was Jason Becker, right? It was Jason Becker. And yeah. that dude still is making music. Yeah. Good for him. You know, That's good. For those of you that don't know, Jason Becker was a phenom. He was absolutely a blessed guitar player. He was signed when he was like 17 years old. Uh, to shrapnel records just an amazing 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 shredder player and then he now has als yes and uh it's very sad but he has a whole bunch of mechanisms that allow him to write music with his eyes and he actually put out an album like he, he wrote the music the, the the notation and then had his friends other musicians like record the songs for him and it's supposed to be great. I haven't heard it, but I mean, to just to just the fact the, that he's doing yeah. it is, is, yeah, it's outstanding. That That's amazing. So I give him all the credit in the world. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's persevering and, you know, uh, just, I, I just, it's, that's a feel good thing. Yes. Um, if you want to talk about feel good, that's for sure. Mark Garney said later, does that mean he's leaving? That's, that's the, that's a weak goodbye from Mark Garney. It is. Maybe we made him mad. I think we made him mad. Maybe he's he's mad you were ragging on sports by the Viagra boys. You know, I well, I mean, obviously, you know what? I think I think Mark Garney's account got uh, hijacked by uh, Merrick, and uh, he's now <laughs> making things sad. Could be, could be. Uh, um, all right, I think it's your turn. Yep, Jellyfish King is half undressed. Great song. Yes. And I could have picked a bunch of jellyfish songs, but I narrowed oh, yeah. it down to that one. For me, it, it might be Ghost at Number One if I was to oh, pick it's a jellyfish great song, one too, great especially one. because of the vamp at the end of that song. So good. Yep. Uh, let's see. My turn. Uh, this was sent in by Tara. Tara, she picked. She went with Dead or Alive, the artist. Dead or Alive. You spin. you spin me right round, baby, right round, like a record, baby, right round, round. Yeah, there's 10 people watching Markheim, and 10 people just saw me going, you spin me right round, baby, right <laughs> And Nick. No, I yes. wasn't just me. It was both of us. We, we have a symbiotic dancing relationship from about 2,000 miles away. It's pretty yeah, cool. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, you spin me round by Dead or Alive. I like that pick. That's another earworm. It is. You know, but it is a kind of a feel-good song. See, New Mistake by Jellyfish. New Mistake's also a great amazing. one, yep. too. Yeah, good one, Jeff. Yeah, uh, and even Baby's Coming Back. That's another. You could put half of the Jellyfish catalog in there, and it would work. There's actually fewer songs that wouldn't. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, all right, your turn. 
uh, Jay Ferguson, Thunder Island. You know, I thought you were going to put that on there. I just felt that you were going to do that. Um, it's a great one. I, I still get fired am not up a big on fan. I'm still not a big fan of the song, but you know, it's I've heard worse. Probably this sports song by the Viagra <laughs> Boys. <laughs> not even knowing what it is. Oh God! All right, so one more. All right, and all right. One more, and then we'll if if you have a bonus, please add it on. But we're trying to get out of here in a total of 90 minutes. We're at 115 right now, and I think we can do this. Yeah. Um, this was sent in by Robin. Robin went with a very meta sort of thing from the band Big Country in a big country. I don't like that one. I didn't pick it. <laughs> it's about her and if it makes her happy. I'm not a big fan of bagpipes in my music, though I like corn. Not in my music. I like the band Corn, and they they use bagpipes. I'm not saying I like the food Corn. Not that there's anything wrong with. There's corn. nothing wrong with Corn. I prefer it not on the cob if I'm going to have that. <laughs> I'm going to shut up and give you your turn. So uh, this is my last one. Sure. Make it count. Or or we do, am I going to end up with two? Um, maybe. Just go with your, your heavy hitter, and then we'll okay. go through and see if anybody else uh, has things that they want to add to the list. We'll throw those on there, too. All right, so my number one song. Oh, damn it. There was two. I, yeah, fuck. All right, number one song that, that gets me, it takes me out of a bad mood, changes my attitude. One of the best songs ever, Surrender by Cheap Trick. It's not going to raise hell? It's not going to raise hell. Well, maybe you should listen to Surrender more often. No, 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 no. Don't no. Stop it. Stop it. That still is at near the top of this song sucks. Of like worst songs ever. Um all right. Let's look through and see what what else people put in here. Well, more most recent, the last one that was sent in was Crazy Little Thing Called Love by Queen. I mean, that's a great that's a great song for that. Get you out of a bad mood. I could totally see that. I'm adding that that's a good one. Um Let's see what else do we have uh magic power oh triumph yeah somebody else sent that in too on my list i forgot about that so triumph that'll go on there magic power oh gall mccartney's got a good one love corn no <laughs> at the bottom at the bottom uh let's see Every morning by Sugar Ray. Yeah. If I put that on the list, I'm just going to come to Detroit and beat the living hell out of <laughs> Goldfish just because. Uh, Jeff Henderson says anything by Kick Tracy in vain, which would be incorrect. Um, let's see. What else do we have in here? We, we put smoking on there. Somebody said Bill Haley's entire catalog. Way to go, Gall McCartney. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. We should put What Do You Want From Me by Billy Squire on there, right? Yep. That's a good one. Uh, why, why oh you know i just thought of another one that should be it? on the summer what? of 69 brian, brian adams yeah all right and i'm sure I, i'm miss oh yeah this one too hall and oats you make my dreams come true ooh ooh ooh, ooh oh yeah i call mccartney i said bill champlin earlier 
Yeah, we know, and that's I'm not. <laughs> you're not gonna put everything on there, dude. Just chill out. Jesus, Abracadabra, uh, Steve Miller Band. Yeah. No. Oh, all right. That's fine. Well, that's that's a good amount here. I mean, that gives us. Jeez, how many does that give us? About thirty-five songs on the list. We should have went to forty, but all right, works. we'll do it. Let's go. Let's all get right. to forty. All right, uh, I'll pick two and you pick three. No, you pick three and I'll pick two. Okay, I'll pick I'm three. I'm low on. I'm okay, I'll pick three. Blackberry smoke, run away from it all. Anyway, hang on one second. Blackberry smoke, run away from it all. Run. You had to pick all these long titles. My next two are short. All right. Well, then let me do one. Uh, hi. Why is this not working? And all the squeaking in the background sounds like Roger's having sex with the chair. <laughs> Probably is. He's he's having a good time. That's not what I want. Where is it? No. 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 What no. happened? Oh, here we go. There we go. Somebody put the Cars for Kids commercial. Um, no, we're not. Uh, Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Nice. If it puts you in a good mood. All right. What's your next one? Shoot to Thrill ACDC. Yeah. Somebody put like the whole ACDC catalog in there as yeah. well. But then again, the whole catalog kind of sounds similar. That's why it's going to keep you feeling good all the way through. The until whole you way get, through. Until you get to Ball Breaker. Uh, I, I'm going to have my ass kicked for putting this on the list. But again, not my choice. Not my choice. All right. Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. Oh, my God. That's an earworm. That's for sure. It'll be in my head three weeks from now just because you brought it up. I always thought it was like Karma Chamelon. Like, well, no. Oh, Chameleon. Got it. <laughs> anyway, and you round it out. Your last pick. All right, last one. And Mike, I know this is probably on your list as well, so I'll put this one on there for both of us. One of the ultimate songs of all time. Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Bob Dylan, uh, Grateful Dead. Uh, no, I already picked a Grateful Dead song. Oh, sorry, yeah. Ready? Yeah. Born to run, Bruce Springsteen. Motherfucker. Oh, Pat Middlestat, Thorn in My Pride. That's a good one. Who's that? Black Crows. Oh, my Uncle Mark says, from Uncle Kurt, kickstart my heart. Yeah, my Uncle Kurt would be so fired up to have kickstart my heart on there. Well, I'm putting it on the list. All right. There we go. And we'll do Thorn in My Pride by the Black Crows. Then we're done. How'd we do, kids? Is this a good list? Now we got like 45. List? Well, Gal yeah. McCartney says you got to have a Gino Vanelli on there. No, that none of those songs make me happy. I'm just, that makes me ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different playlist. That, that's a different playlist. <laughs> that's like orgasmic. Like, you know, when I think about, oh, I need new underwear. You know, just in the minute his dulcet tones. Just pop on. It's so good. <laughs> Something about Gino. Something about Gino. Hey, speaking of the Black Crows, you see that they're opening up for Aerosmith on their final tour? Yes, sir. I did see that. Let's see how long that one goes. The tour? Yeah. 
Because <laughs> there's like four days in between every show. <laughs> so they're hoping that. to sell it out and then do another show and sell that out and do another show. And Yeah. Yeah. And what's with how why no Joey Kramer? What's up with that? Did you notice that in the video? Well, they've been they've been they've been not happy with him for years. This isn't new. I know they this, haven't been happy with him, but yeah. I mean on the last go around, usually you put up with the motherfucker one more time. Slayer didn't play that's, with Lombardo. That's true. That's true. That's you know, true, that's I mean true. it's uh things are what they are. Let's yes. just leave it at that. Got it. So Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Now, it's time for our last two segments. We're going to let you all go. We got six minutes to do this. We may run a minute or two over because this is what we do. So this first one is called Discovered, which is a cover. We're going to discuss a cover song that we like as much, if not more, than the original. Now, I don't remember who went last time first. I did. So you go. So I go first this time. All right. I I I had a whole different song picked until you told us about what was coming out this week and with what's coming out this week you mentioned overkill's horoscope and on that album there's actually a killer version of frankenstein by the edgar winter group okay so you definitely want to check that out they actually do it justice it is metal so there is a it's a little faster uh and there's no keyboard they do all the keyboard parts on on guitar so it's awesome but it shows off that was the first album that had two guitar players. That was when B- Bobby Gustafson was out and they brought in two guitar players to play. And you could see how that really worked for them at that point in that song as they're playing off one another and playing um, uh, 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 melody lines together yeah, yeah. in the solo. It's actually a really, really, really cool cover, and I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. So check out Frankenstein, originally done by the Edgar Werner Group, but redone by Overkill. I, I didn't I saw that on the track list and I just assumed it was a song called Frankenstein like I didn't think it was the Edgar Winter one it is yeah that okay I'll yep. check that out and I also want to spotlight Gall McCartney's comment of saying who would be happy with him about Joey Kramer <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that Jeff I knew Jeff was going to chime in because Jeff got to meet John Douglas not that long ago and he's a huge fan of Kick Tracy and John Douglas was the drummer of Kick Tracy and he's drumming for Aerosmith now. He was Joey Kramer's tech. Okay. And then kind of moved into that role. Then kind of took the gig that the yep. guys had for 50 years. Yep. And yes, you're right. Bobby Blitz would be singing, but Frankenstein is an instrumental. So it doesn't matter, Jeff. We won't have to listen to, to Blitz singing an instrumental. We're good. I, I love Bobby Blitz singing. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you told me how like, he yelled at you once and he basically sounded like he was singing at you yeah he yeah he was not happy <laughs> who the hell just took a piss in the bathroom <laughs> that was me sir what i gotta clean up your fucking mess now he was all but he was all mad and i was like sorry <laughs> so good. wow he was alex van halen's tech too this guy must be fucking qualified as hell yeah he could be your tech too uh, i i doubt that i don't think he wants to tech for no, me No, he could be well, he could be, but he won't be. Well, I mean, if you pay him five grand a gig, I'm sure that he would be right. more than happy to be your tech. Um, yeah, all right. Gold, goldfish is my tech for uh, $5 worth of Taco Bell. Well, that's why your drums sound like shit now, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's, it's your turn. <laughs> All right, so we discovered this week. I pr- I brought up this EP uh, a couple months back, and we were just talking about the Black Crows. 
Um, they put out an EP late last year called 1972, and it's got six covers on it, all from the year 1972. Uh, before I picked their cover, a Papa was a Rolling Stone, which is really cool. Um, this week, I wanted to pick uh, their cover of Rocks Off by the Rolling Stones. Nice. This one's a little bit more true to the original. With the with Papa Rosa Rolling Stone, they do it a little sort of like halftime groovy thing where Rocks Off is pretty straightforward. But I, I just dig hearing Chris Robinson sing those classic songs. Um, great guitar playing, of course, as always. And uh, it's, a, it's a great feel-good EP, so that's why I picked it. And live, he's pretty much the, the the modern day embodiment of Mick Jagger, anyway, with the dance moves and everything he does on stage and the way he sings. So it's 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 all continuity. It's yes. there. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, that is discovered, and now you know what time it is. What time is it? It's time to get ill. Ill. Or be ill from songs that suck. still can't get sick of it that song that song the jingle that kicks off this song sucks should be on the playlist of feel good songs (laughs) what about this one There's a line doing that boo doo doo, and I don't know what instrument it is, but it sounds fucking horrendous on top of the guitar and the bass doing it. I think it's just a clean strat. Yeah, pro well, of course it's a clean strat with that asshole playing. Stevie Guitar Miller. Well. Where does he get off thinking guitar should be his middle name? I don't know. Les Paul is his godfather. <laughs> Maybe he knew. He invented the guitar. Yeah, he did. And therefore he invented Steve Miller. Yeah, thanks. thanks thanks for one of those thanks, things Les, Les Paul. Paul thanks Les Paul way to go <laughs> this is your legacy dude you, you dick <laughs> that's why he, that's why he got stuck playing at that one club for 40 years because he oh, was responsible yeah because he was responsible for Steve Miller <laughs> there you go I, I mean if <laughs> it is everybody's purgatory <laughs> all right this song sucks great band shitty song and we have a whole playlist going with that. But Nick, you're first up on this one. What do you got for this song sucks? Well, this tied into our theme of, of feel good songs. And I wouldn't say great band, shitty song. This is shitty band, shitty song. <laughs> I said you can't pick Steve Miller songs anymore. No, it's not Steve Miller. Oh, okay. but it's somebody almost as bad. Oh, my pick for this week for this song sucks is Stop shine- right there. This has to be a band I like, because if you don't like them that much, we always seem to run into this. If you don't like them that much, I probably like them. I don't think you do. Okay. Well, we'll see. Shiny happy people by REM. Yeah, you're right. I don't. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage is of of the highest order. But hey, I agree with Jerry Leica on this. Get out of here, Jerry. American Girl by Tom Petty. That should go right on. In fact, that might be. That's one of the best songs of all time. Oh, that's going to go on my list next week. So Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. All right. Now, Jeff is talking shit. Nick's beard looks like a a chin strap holding his hat on. 
It's just because I got the you got, you got the connection going. Don't 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 don't. No no need to no need to. REM you know. does suck, Jerry. <laughs> Rem sucks. They do suck. I hate them. I I mean, do I need to give a reason why shiny happy people sucks? Listen no. to it. It's terrible. No 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 no. No, you're right. You're right. Just you're right. Uh, and before we get killed, because they're watching. Yes. I'm sorry, sorry Michael sorry. Stipe. And and what's the guitar player's name? Uh, well, Mike Mills was on bass. Yep. And who's Peter, it? Peter Light? Peter Hook? No. Um. And then the drummer, Peter Buck. Peter Buck. Yep, that's Peter it. Buck. Yeah. They all sound the, like they went to college. Yeah. So does their music. There you go. Talking heads suck worse. I don't know. At least the the talking heads have at least one good song. They have two good songs. What are your two? I like Wild Wild Life. I, I dig that song off uh whatever that album was that it came off of. And what's John your other Good one? John Goodman was in the video. And uh um uh nothing but flowers. My one song that I like by them is Life During Wartime. And there you go. All right, moving on. This song sucks. My pick. I'm just going to come out with it. It's Russians by Sting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that song in forever. That's a good pick. Russians by Sting. <laughs> it's terrible. It is. And now it's very outdated, but not at the same time. Right. Um, but yeah, it sucks. And I know Sting is watching, and I'm I'm very sorry to say it. Are you sure he's watching? Are you sure he's not fucking his wife for 18 hours like he's always well, got to talk about? Uh, all right, good for him. And Trudy, back in the day, I would have done her too. Um, but now they're in their later years, and let them fuck to their heart's content alone, away from wandering eyes. Though if I was in Sting shape, I'd be happy. You know, right yeah. now I'm A-shape. So <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Uh, the Tom Tom Club is the only good thing about the Talking Heads. That's another one of the negative things of the Talking Heads. Yeah, really. That and Teenage Fan Club and and a bunch of other things uh, that kind of go along with uh, that. David so, Byrne in general. Yeah, this is weird. Uh, but look, people love him. People love him. Not S me. Jerry S Harrison's going on tour. Yeah, with Adrian Ballou. With Adrian Ballou. So that's I saw them right play there. on that rooftop bar it uh down on Catella at the Nam oh. show in 2020. And was it good? No. Okay. There you go. Well, that's he's a two stick. Uh quick story about uh Sting. You brought up Sting and we were to kind of ragging on his uh his snootiness. Um, there's a great story in Steve Gorman's Black Crows book. They played some big, big time benefit together. Like all kinds of bands were on it, but the Black Crows were on it. Sting was on it. I think Mellon Camp was on it. A bunch of people were on it. And, uh, <laughs> and Steve Gorman says that they see Sting coming by and he's got like this whole entourage and he's walking past the dressing room. And Ed Harsh, the old keyboardist who's from Detroit that was in the Black Crows, he goes, hey, man, what's happening? And Sting just sort of gives him a scowl, and he keeps walking on by. And the whole entourage goes by, and Ed Harsh looks at the rest of the Black Crows, and he says all loud, man, who's that guy think he is, Sting? 
<laughs> and the answer is yeah. Uh, we had a Roger request, so here he is. There he is. Speaking to the microphone, Roger. It's like the most disgusting, you know, ASMR type things that he does. Like he's fired up. He's getting chunky. Yeah, well, he's not actually. I mean, he's he's the same weight. He's twenty five pounds. He's got the signature uh, pug rolls going. But he's he's he actually doesn't like he just he's just a cylinder. It's just like one long roll. He still has a waist. Like when he runs, he's still got a waist and he can run like nobody's business. This dude is fast. Yeah, I bet. He is fast. But yeah, certain angles are definitely not flattering for him. Like when I hold him or when he's breathing. All right, you go over there. I got to finish the show. All right, stop it. Stay over there. I got to finish. <laughs> right, he's just like, fuck that. I'm... Go over there. Over there. Where's your ball? Go... Jerry right, says he hates Melon Camp. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. All right, uh, Jeff Henderson says, I don't have a neck. <laughs> you got, you got a, a little bit of a neck. I have a neck. <laughs> Jeff has a ball sack on his chin, so there's that. <laughs> all right, with that said, we are done. Thank What's you all for baby? coming. Thank you all for coming. We made it in uh, 96 minutes. Wow, okay. Listen. Now that anybody who's just listening to the audio portion of this is probably going, what the hell? Right. But it's all right. Okay, here we go again. Ready? And there we go. This is our outro. Thank you for watching another riveting episode or listening to another riveting episode of Cover to Covered. My name is Mike Venezia. That is Nick Morocco. Nick, what store do you own? Rock City Music Company. And where are you located? Five Mile and Farmington Road in Livonia, Michigan. And where can we find you? RockCityMusicCo.com and all social media platforms. There you go. And make sure you uh, buy things from Nick. Uh, make sure. You, oh, you know what? You should call his store and request Steve Miller's Greatest Hits over and over and over and over again. We should all buy so many copies it winds up back on the Billboard 200. And then Nick will be forced to do an in-store with Steve Miller. And you know what I'll do? Kill me. You know what I'll do? No. <laughs> I'm going to take the money and run. Ah, I see what you did there. You're a joker. Oh, my God. <laughs> and just like that, abracadabra, we are done. Thanks you all for watching. We'll see you next week. <laughs>